This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Popping out in the sun, we welcome everyone. Gave a hundred and one, the goal is having fun. I'm happy, like I told ya. I'm stretching now, doing yoga, not stopping till it's over. Don't want the day to be done. I'm happy, like I told ya. I'm stretching now, doing yoga, not stopping till it's over. to Yoga and Podcast. This show highlights the science and brings the magic of yoga and mind-body practices down to earth for the everyday person to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher and forever student who is oh so curious about all things yoga and. I'm super excited to share with you this upcoming conversation. Now let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. Joining us on today's episode, she is creator and co-host of the podcast, How Yoga Changed My Life. She is a yoga teacher and a school teacher based out of San Antonio, Texas. Please welcome to the show, Mia Connell. Hey, Mia, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, I'm so glad. Um, I'm actually in San Antonio. Uh, we're live recording this, or we're in person recording this. Not Together. Person. Yeah, in, in the same room, which is a big deal. And I was on your show. I love your show, How Yoga Changed My Life. You interview people, and they share how yoga changed their life. That's how we met. That's how we officially met. And um, I was delighted to know you wanted to talk about yoga and menstruation. Um, you know, as a grown woman I don't I don't don't know a whole lot about menstruation personally and just our little phone conversation we had discussing this episode like what we would talk about exactly really enlightened me on uh how important it is to know about menstruation and um in relation to yoga so so we have context what is menstruation exactly yeah so like you mentioned a lot of us, even when we do menstruate ourselves or have a period ourselves, we don't know a lot about menstruation. So there's a menstrual cycle and menstruation is a phase of it. So a menstrual cycle consists of four phases, menstruation or your period being the start of that. 
Um, if you have a uterus, you probably are familiar with a period. So that is when you are shedding the lining of your uterus. It's that blood that, you know, comes from your body and you're always dealing with during your period. <laughs> um, from there, menstruation or that menstrual cycle continues and you go into your follicular phase. Um, that usually takes you to about day 14 of your phase uh, or day 14 of your cycle. Then uh, around the day 14, you have ovulation. Mm. So that period where you are most likely to get pregnant, um, you're ovulating. Um, from there, you enter your luteal phase, if, especially if you do not get pregnant. <laughs> and huh. so from there, your uterine lining is thickening and preparing to detach and shed oh. and restart the phase of menstruation that's so cool it's a cycle yeah so um i what was it ovulation mm -hmm. that's when i want to wear bright red lipstick i think yes <laughs> no absolutely yeah so people have like a lot of these um so obviously these different phases kind of affect even like our emotions and a lot of people mm. will describe when they're ovulating especially if you're kind of aware of it it's like when you're turned on by life like it's when you're really energetic you're outgoing you want to go out oh. and do all these things yeah so yeah, bright red lipstick makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to know. So what is sustainable menstruation education? That almost rhymes. Yeah. So when Ashley and I were talking about what I wanted to talk about on the podcast, I brought up um, menstruation and yoga because in addition to all the things she mentioned, I also have a nonprofit that does menstrual education and specifically we talk about um sustainable management right so when I was in college I really wanted my university to provide free pads and tampons to the students I didn't yeah I yeah I always wanted that <laughs> yeah I didn't know you had it I didn't know it was a nonprofit. yeah so and now and it's transformed over time right so but at that point I wanted just free pads and tampons I did this whole pilot program to show that it was, you know, affordable, that we wouldn't just be running rampant, like grabbing all the tampons and pads yeah. and running out of the bathroom with them, which is a big fear of the university. Um, and they ultimately said no. Um, you know, they, I think they allowed it to stay in our student union with mm -hmm. the funding that we had allocated through our like student government, mm -hmm. but would not let it expand past. And also I did manage to sneak it into the libraries and into the the rec center just through relationships at the university, but I wanted it to expand into um, our academic buildings, into our dorm rooms, things of that nature. Yeah. And the university said no, and so I said, okay, well, then I'm going to equip people with the information or the knowledge that they need to support themselves, because uh -huh. our campus had a pretty, um, as any college campus probably does, had issues with food insecurity in a, like, close to 25% of the student population. Wow. And so if you're dealing with food insecurity, you're definitely going to be dealing with like menstrual poverty. Yeah. Um, and so not being able to provide yourself with pads, tampons, like those tools to manage menstruation. And when you don't have that, you get really sidelined from life. Yeah. So that brought me to menstrual cups. Um, and I was like so excited by menstrual cups because you it's a one-time purchase mm -hmm. they last five years um they're way safer than tampons um they're in the long run cheaper than tampons uh -huh. um they're really good just in terms of financial health physical health and environmental health right mm -hmm. um because we're not constantly then throwing away pads and tampons that are really hard to break down mm. so that got me into menstrual cups, and I was like, why is no one using a menstrual cup? Because they had existed for, like, I mean, they've existed for 
50 years minimum. Really? Yes, which people don't realize either. Yeah, I only knew the past 10 years. Exactly. And it's because tampons don't let them be sold in stores. Like, they had a big block, you know, big. Really? It's now improved vastly. Yeah. So, for a very long time, only Diva Cups were allowed to be. Because also, Diva Cup had a big lock on the market. Uh -huh. So, only those could be sold in, like, Walmart and I think maybe Target. But uh -huh. now, the Lena Cup has made big, like, ends on the market. Um, and you can buy a lot of them online, obviously. And on Amazon, okay. Amazon's helped a lot with that, you know, thanks to Amazon for one thing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so, but I realized people don't use them because they don't know a lot about them. So then I started running workshops on like how to use menstrual cups. Mm -hmm. um, that expanded also to include cloth pads and period underwear because period underwear was like just now kind of entering the scene when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And... When then I entered the middle school classroom, I realized like this information was also really necessary for my middle school students. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of what I do with that nonprofit is I teach them like what is a period, what's happening, myth versus fact, that kind of thing. But then also to how to manage their period sustainably. So mm. either using a menstrual cup, cloth pads, or period underwear. Cool. Yeah, I oh, love I it. I wish I knew you when I was in middle school. I know, I know. And it's but what's cool is like. They have so much more confidence than I did in middle mm -hmm. school as it relates to periods. Like, it's only getting better with every generation. Oh, that's that's hopeful. Um, so what was your personal journey learning and understanding menstruation? Yeah, that's something I talk about a lot. Um, <laughs> with people in my workshops, you know, with those fellow college students when I was in college and then also now with middle schoolers, and I'm super transparent, like, as a kid – did not know a ton about my period. Um, my mom did send me to like this kind of workshop that was like ran out of a church. It was like a one weekend thing. And then I got my period like three years later. Wait, the workshop was at a church and it was about periods? Yeah. Wow. I mean, at least in my recollection, recollection, it was at a church. It wasn't a church that I went to, it was, but it felt churchy. I don't uh -huh. know. Maybe it wasn't a church. It was a big room okay. with a bunch of girls in it. Like... And they had, like, a little stage-ish kind of thing that someone was presenting I'm on. getting a conservative vibe regardless. Yeah, okay. I don't... And all I know is that my friend's mom told my mom about it because my friend's mom was a nurse. Oh, so okay. it was definitely to teach about, like, what is a period. Okay. I don't remember anything from that workshop. And then three years later, I got my period. I noticed after basketball practice because I was, like, changing. Mm -hmm. um, and I pooped myself. Oh! <laughs> I didn't feel myself poop myself. I must be, ter it's terminal. Like, whatever yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. shitting myself and I don't yeah. realize it. Like, I thought, like, I was losing the ability to, like, oh. manage my bowel movements. Yeah. And so I went to my mom and I was like, I poop myself. Something's really wrong. Oh. And she was like, Some you just have poop. your period. Yeah, and yeah. she gave me a box of pads and that was it. And so yeah. I don't, and I don't remember her explaining to me how to use the pads like I figured it out kind of using uh -huh. a the directions in the box yeah, yeah, and yeah. went from there my first time using a tampon I was out of town with my dad uh -huh. visiting a family friend and we wanted to go swimming and so I just shoved a tampon in like to, I'm pretty sure like not well like it just yeah, I yeah. feel like I probably left the applicator in well, like it was something insane so can I tell you my ridiculous yes okay, absolutely so this is I got my period when I was 10 I was very young mm. um but I didn't know I thought the tampon just went between the lips I didn't oh. even know it went up yeah <laughs> so 
Just gripping it. <laughs> just gripping it. Well, you know, yeah. you know you're young, and, yeah. and my mom did not help at all with yeah. any of this. So I had to figure it out on my own, and at 10, like, that's the best you can do. Yeah. And what's also funny is about using a tampon to go swimming is, like, tampons to swim are just so useless. Like, they just absorb water. It's so yes. nasty. Like, it's so gross, which is another reason I love menstrual cups. You can swim with them, and it's they rock. They're medical-grade silicone. I love them. Um, well, so, also, yeah. you know, I feel like you get to know your period in such an intimate way. Like, when you, when you empty it out, it's, like, this beautiful red color that tampons don't show you that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Like, it's just this, like, whoa. Yeah. You also, yeah, exactly. You get to gather a lot of information about your period when you're using a cup because mm-hmm. you can actually, like, quantify or, yeah, quantify exactly how much is in here. Yes. Um, what does it look like? What's its consistency? Like, how frequently am I having to empty it? Because a lot of times when you're mm-hmm. – you know, your doctor asks you, like, how heavy is your flow? You might say, like, oh, I'm filling these tampons, but the reality is a tampon is also absorbing, like, the natural moisture from your vagina. And so, like, your tampon is full, but it might not necessarily be full with blood, right? And so versus a cup, okay, I know I'm emptying this cup once a day or three times Uh a day, and, like, there's even little marks on it that say, like, I don't know how many ounces it is. Um and so then you can say, this is how heavy my period is. And, like, mm-hmm. this is the nature of my period in a way that you can't really do with a tampon. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. Then let's get into how it relates to yoga or how you yeah. integrate knowledge of menstruation, education of that in a yoga practice or a yoga Definitely. Setting. Definitely. So um, probably three years ago I have been running these workshops for – three years Mm -hmm. and um my the owner of a studio I worked at approached me and was like would you like to do a workshop around like periods and yoga Mm because I know you do this and this is like your passion I was like absolutely so at that time I only kind of knew about how to utilize periods when I was menstruating right Mm -hmm. so I'm someone who has a lot of back pain Mm -hmm. when I'm on my period um it's at that point, I was on birth control, and so primarily back pain was the main symptom I was dealing with. Um, since getting off birth control, it's kind of changed as my period is regulated, but at that time, I only knew how to utilize yoga for menstruation. I see. Um, and for having a period and those symptoms that come with it. I see. Um, what's really cool, and when I like put together that workshop, I learned that some parts of like the history of yoga, um, yoga was actually created and like founded by women who were menstruating right and wanted to manage their periods I didn't know that I know and it's kind of crazy because then it was like taken from women or those who menstruate and it was like actually only men can practice yoga because that went through a big period where only men were which is just so funny because there's I know that there are certain lineages of yoga that say like you can't practice when you're menstruating when in reality like those who have been menstruating have been using yoga to manage their period for a very long time, which is super wow, cool. That is. Super cool. Yeah. And so I started with just learning how to practice to kind of alleviate pain when mm-hmm. on my period to then learning how to cycle sync and use yoga through the different phases of menstruation mm-hmm. um, to kind of accommodate or utilize my Uh, cycle to the best of my ability yeah yeah Yeah. wow what are uh, so you're you teach the younger folk yeah all about (laughs) menstruation like i'm i'm just curious this is just coming up for me organically like 
what what do they ask you? Like, what is what are what are young kids asking, asking you? Asking, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do they ask? They ask sometimes a lot about like how they can clean themselves, like when they're uh-huh. on their period. Like, are they allowed to use soap? Because like, there's a lot of soaps, kind of like Vagisil and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's a few other that I Summer I can't Z. think of. Yeah, yeah. that aren't actually really useful and can uh-huh. actually really mess up your pH balance uh-huh. balance because um, they're really centered around shame and like you're dirty you're smelly like, like that's clean the whole up. marketing yeah thing. and reality is like you really should not be using those especially internally right yeah um so a lot of them ask about that I think because it's a product that their parents will give them and say like here you go like use this yeah. um sometimes a lot of times I think parents put them in our workshops because they don't want to talk to them about menstruation. So some of them have like no conception whatsoever. Uh-huh. Right. Um, maybe they haven't gotten their period yet. So they're learning about this for the first time. Yeah. Um, or they have a lot of questions about like tampons because mm-hmm. they've only utilized pads. Mm-hmm. Um, then they will then of course have questions about cups and period underwear. Period mm-hmm. underwear is such a great tool for like early menstruators and really menstruators of any age because they're just so easy. easy. I've not used one yet, but I definitely. I highly recommend yeah. it. Like I know it can seem messy. It can, but, like, the technology's there. Like, I don't know ah. how they're doing it, but it's wicking it away. It's wicking it away. Yeah, especially if you're someone, exactly, especially if you're someone who's just worried about leaking, like, mm-hmm. with a cup or with a tampon, wear period underwear, and you just have so much more security. When I had a cup, I had one, 50% of the time it worked really, really well, mm-hmm. but then there'd be times when I'd be in a rush for work, and I was just like, just get in there, just get in there, and you have to be relaxed, right? Yeah. And so, but... I like the whole period underwear thing because then that takes care of any human error. Yeah. You know. And they come in thong. They come in boy short. What? They come in regular. Yeah. They rock. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Thong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so you yeah. don't even have to. You can still wear, like, your yoga. They even come in, like, uh, like yoga pants. Like, now they have what? yoga pants that are period underwear. Like, bike shorts that are period underwear. Bathing suits what? that are period underwear. Yeah. It's huge. Bathing so, suit. Yeah, I don't. I've been tried the bathing suit, but wow. they exist. Okay. They exist. Yeah. Go, go. Period underwear manufacturers. That's so <laughs> cool. What are some myths about the period? Um, especially as it relates to yoga, that like mm-hmm. you can't do yoga or you can't do physical exercise when uh-huh. you're on your period. I think that's um a pretty big myth. Now, I don't want to negate like, of course, if you have like really severe symptoms, like. It can be hard to take on maybe your typical activity levels, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not by any means like dangerous. Um, that's something I know I mentioned to like when we just started talking about this topic is that actually your pain tolerance is highest when you're on your period wow, naturally, right? Mind. Right? Yeah. Because you're cramping, you have this back pain, so your pain tolerance is actually at your highest. So if you're not actively experiencing that discomfort, you can actually work out pretty hard. Um, wow. and so some, especially like really competitive, um, you know, like weightlifters will use that to their advantage. Um, and yeah, so a big misconception is that you can't work out on your mm-hmm. period, that you can't be active on your period. And it's, and I'm really adamant about putting that out there because I think it's why like women were kept from running the marathon for so long because like a woman can't run the marathon, uh-huh. you know, like it's why we've been kept from these 
professional sports spaces and like mm. athletics for so long and I think it's because we menstruate oh, um, wow. and so yeah um, that's the biggest misconception yeah. not to negate any symptoms that come along with your period yeah. they're very real and take your time off if that's what you want but yeah. you're by no means putting yourself in harm's way mm-hmm. by working out when you're menstruating wow and then I would what what do you would you have to say about inversions when you're on your period? That's a it's an energetic thing. It's not gonna like health wise. It's not gonna ruin you. No, no, yeah, yeah. no, not to my current understanding yeah, of the research that too. I've done. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely an energetic thing. Um, you know, we're just going against <laughs> the flow. Yeah, no, like, so like, it. yeah, it's not like it's. <laughs> I don't know. It can only go so far. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and. Um, and maybe also I'm coming from a standpoint of I have a fairly light period. Uh-huh. Like, it's not, yeah. You're, it's just an energetic thing. It's an energetic thing. Yeah. yeah. If you're worried, empty your cup, then go upside down. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. <laughs> well, so take us through. So you're saying high pain tolerance mm-hmm. during the actual menstruation. Mm-hmm. So take us through, like, when when might we be the weakest? When might we be hypermobile? Or when our sleep might get crummy like sure through all the phases are there different aspects like yeah so um the menstrual cycle starts with menstruation Mm -hmm. that typically lasts uh, for a typical cycle anywhere from three to seven days Mm -hmm. that is when you have most of those symptoms cramps you know queasiness back pain um sometimes like tender breasts Mm -hmm. you know achiness Um, things of that nature so that's typically a time when people like to take it a little bit easier Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of yoga I tend to recommend like restorative or like a really really gentle flow cool from there you're entering your follicular phase okay Um, that is one where personally I do not if I am not hyper aware that I'm in my follicular phase there's nothing in my body that's cueing me in right like it's a very neutral state but again I don't have a very heavy period so if you are someone who is um has a really heavy flow you might need to kind of look into like what to supplement in terms of like by no means are you going to be like anemic but right that could be kind of where there's that little bit of dip because you had um a really heavy flow that you could feel like oh I'm kind of like iron deficiency and like oh I need to supplement and like bring myself back up Mm -hmm. to a base level Mm -hmm. um and so In terms of your follicular phase, it kind of can feel pretty neutral. Mm -hmm. Um, A very standard vinyasa, power yoga, like those things are typically really conducive to that phase. Mm -hmm. Ovulation is when you're going to be feeling your best. (laughs) Like your absolute best. Um, That usually comes around day 14. Um, Unless you're super, super precise with tracking, usually people give themselves about like a three-day window. Um, some people describe it as like being turned on by life. You're very energetic in terms of workouts and especially yoga, power yoga, mm-hmm. um, power vinyasa, those really high intensity, quick moving practices will probably be what feels best or like most accessible at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hit workouts, those kinds of things that are yeah. high intensity. Um, in ter- so yeah, that's usually a high positive energetic feeling. Once you hit your uh, luteal phase, things are slowing down sometimes. So your body is like, I didn't get pregnant. It's time to (laughs) avert all our energy into this 
uh, lining to shed. And so that is a lot of times when you do feel that kind of depletion of energy. Oh, the luteal phase. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't bit. realize that. Yeah, and it's, it's because your body is putting so much energy into, like, and I think even down to, like, uh, yeah, it's putting so much energy into this shedding or this preparation to shed. It's when you're most likely to kind of get run down and feel tired. Your sleep will also probably be affected. Oh. Um, and it's when I notice, like, oh, I'm getting, like, a little bit of a cold or, like, a cough or whatever. Oh. It's because, like, my body is putting so much energy into shedding, shedding. this uterine wall. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think those are... And also when, for me personally, I'm like, and my breasts are swelling, and I'm starting uh-huh. to feel like, and it's like, oh, and I'm about to get my period. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. The PMS. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The PMS. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get real emotional. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, the emotion all, part like, is definitely yeah. real. It's hard to, it's like, again, it's so tough because I feel like I'm, I'm 50-50, right, where I'm like, your period doesn't have to hold you back. We can do anything. And then it's like, shit, this is so real. Yes, <laughs> like human, I'm actually human. being affected by it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think every month, well, you know, this is good that we're talking about this because every month I, you know, I know PMS is a thing, but like I'm, I forget I'm human and I'm always like, God, why am I so tired? And it's like, well, I need to just have more compassion that my cycle is, is on a cycle and I can't, do anything about it to a certain degree. I'm not in control like I think I am. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, I had sweet potato fries earlier, and I'm just like my stomach is like <laughs> dealing with it now. It's dealing with it now. Um, okay, so can you walk us also through? So you walked us through the phases. Yeah. Um, what about yoga? Like, what what does a yoga practice look like? I know in the beginning you said restorative yoga during menstruation, oh, yeah. but like, could you walk us through the other? phases of menstruation cycles and what, what yoga. pair as well yeah yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah menstruation restorative yoga follicular a standard kind of vinyasa standard. Okay. Um, maybe a power yoga okay ovulation high intensity whatever that kind of looks oh, yeah. like um definitely power uh-huh. power vinyasa um a lot of like standing series i noticed like people okay. kind of enjoy during that time um, luteal, I think things start to kind of, again, depends on your body, but, mm-hmm. and also I'm a vinyasa background, so everything I'm saying is almost like vinyasa, 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 uh-huh. but again, I come back to vinyasa or a more gentle practice. Okay. Um, I think yin is also really great in your, um, luteal phase, in your luteal phase. Okay. Um, I think it's really great in your menstrual phase. It can kind of depend because those long holds can be uncomfortable. Uh-huh. You know, yin versus restorative. Some people think they're, like, synonymous. Maybe it is for you. For me, they're kind of different. Yeah. Um, Ooh, can we talk about that? Yeah. This is my take on it. Restorative. Props, poses, total comfort so you can relax. Yin, intentionally, some discomfort so you can lean into this discomfort and allow those elastic, elastic tissues to open up. Mm-hmm. Is that... Yeah, yeah. So for me, restorative, you should be doing nothing. Like the Mm -hmm. props are doing everything for you. It's complete relaxation. And yin, you're doing something. You're doing something. (laughs) You're doing something. Yeah. So and it's an active hold. Um, even though you're low to the ground, even Mm -hmm. though maybe it's not like weight bearing, it's an active hold that's Mm -hmm. bringing you into that discomfort that then ultimately finds release and then relaxation so yeah they're different yeah in my mind yeah and same reality i love it we're, we're in agreement <laughs> yeah that. yeah i love that you mentioned the 
like cycle syncing mm-hmm. earlier. Could you talk more about it? Like the benefits of that? What does even that mean? Cycle yeah. Syncing? I've explored it primarily through movement um, and just knowing, I think it's a couple things, right? So it's syncing your life, your habits based on what phase you're in in menstruation. Um, So some people do it in terms of exercise. Some people do it in terms of diet. I know that there are people who will literally sync their work life around it. Like, they do not work when they're menstruating. They plan, like, meetings and kind of things like this where it requires a lot of social engagement when they're ovulating. Now, that's someone who creates their own schedule. (laughs) You know, like, um, it was a podcaster that I (laughs) heard that was doing it. So it's like they have that flexibility and that freedom. But if you're someone who makes your own appointments, like, you can do that for yourself. If you're someone who... Um, is self-employed or maybe has a really understanding employer like there are now companies that are starting to provide menstrual leave um it's super rare i don't have it myself but it's there you know what i mean um makes up for being a girl doesn't it yeah right (laughs) and so um it is kind of just sinking your habits to your menstruation um and i think what it does is a few things so it allows you to be really mindful of kind of where you're at and how it's mm-hmm. impacting you. And um, I think especially for someone who, like myself, does yoga daily, I go to CrossFit, uh-huh. I, you know, one of the studios I work at also has these other, you know, they have a hit studio, they have a Pilates, they have the kettlebells, they have cycle, mm-hmm. whatever. It allows me to kind of have an understanding of like, why the hell is this not feeling right in my body today? It's like, oh, yeah, because (laughs) I'm about to be menstruating or I am menstruating or whatever it may be. Like, especially, I think, for those of us who maybe have a very regular practice or an irregular practice, like, well, I was able to do this last week. Like, why can't I do it this week? Like, this is super frustrating. And, you know, of course, yoga would tell you, like, don't hold judgment for yourself. Like, you know, the practice is what it is, Mm. whatever, and to kind of let it be. But it's also nice and reassuring to be like, oh, because, you know, at that moment of time, I was, and also I think I mentioned this in our call, and I'm trying to remember, I want to say it's kind of in that ovulation to luteal phase, where technically your body is releasing some hormones that allow you to be a little more mobile. It's kind of similar to when you're pregnant and you're preparing for birth. So hypermobile. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's it's very small in comparison to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, okay, if we're getting pregnant, we got to prepare and make room in our body. And it's very, very small. But they've done a study where, like, I think collegiate – you know, soccer players, that's when they're most likely to tear their ACL, wow. right? Because their their joints maybe have this mobility, their, you know, their body has this mobility, but the muscle doesn't. And so they, that's when they're most likely tearing their ACL is when they're in that phase, right? So maybe, of course, we're not collegiate soccer players. <laughs> you hit bird of paradise because you have that mobility in your hip. You have yeah. that mobility in your joints. And then a week or two later, you're in your follicular phase, and you're like, where the hell is my mobility? Like, yeah. I just had this, right? Or days where, like, Supta Baddha Konasana can feel really good, and then days where, like, give me three blocks under each leg, because what the hell it feels like yeah. my, my femur is jamming into my hip socket, yeah. and maybe it is, you know? So, so flex- yeah. flexibility can vary. Yeah. So I'm learning flexibility, um, obviously emotions, mm-hmm. flexibility, uh, energy. 
Mm-hmm. Like those are things to always be mindful of, and I'm I'm guilty of like just totally not thinking like my period has anything to do with any of this. Yeah, and then I get really hard on myself, yeah. and I'm realizing not to be so hard on myself. Definitely, yeah. And so blame I think, it all on my cycle. Exactly, blame it on your cycle, right? <laughs> but also like like and also understand understand like, like like literally that could be the case, and I never yeah. even consider it. And I think it's also nice to be like okay, and in a week this will pass. You know what I mean? I'll be in a different phase of my cycle. And I think there have been a lot of, you know, like fitness influencers or professional Mm -hmm. athletes and things of that nature. And I really appreciate them showing this of like, here was me three days ago and here's me now. And because I'm menstruating, like, look at how much I'm bloating. Oh, they're you know doing I mean? that online? I've That's seen awesome. it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just my algorithm. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> your algorithm. I'm, I'll not, send you I'm some. not following any period I'll people. send you some. And there, and so I think it's cool. And no, it's I like, think it's real. I didn't know people were doing this. Yeah, especially because, yeah. like, sometimes you're like, I feel uncomfortable in my body. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? My clothes isn't fitting the same way. Like, what's wrong with me? Do I need to lose weight? Whatever. Be like, Or you could just be bloating from your period. Like, it's a super real thing. Yeah. So that's one thing that it provides, I think, is, like, understanding of where you're at it provides some compassion for yourself and then on a nutrition level and this is something I've not got as well versed at Mm -hmm. um, and only in that movement for me has become very intuitive I know where I'm at because I track my cycle I know how to accommodate for myself I know how to like extend compassion for myself but in terms of nutrition Mm -hmm. I know that there are things that you can do that can also alleviate or you know assist in some of those moments right so um, I, the one that stands out to me is tart cherry juice. I know helps with sleep. So then wow. as you are in your luteal phase and that's mm-hmm. that time where you're struggling with sleep, I think it's like drinking a couple ounces of that probably like an hour before bed can kind of assist with sleep. And then you don't feel as run down during that luteal phase. You wow. might not get that kind of slight, you know, mini cold kind of effect yeah. going on. Um, and there's nutrition like that for each part of your cycle. There's different guides out there online Um, I stay away from guides that say like, these are the foods you should eat. Rather, I like to look at guides that say like, magnesium is helpful during the cycle Mm. because of X or calcium is helpful, you know? And then I'm like, okay, well, what foods are magnesium rich? Okay. Dark leafy greens. Okay. What things are calcium or potassium rich? Okay. You know, and go from there. I think those are more informative and then you're in control Mm -hmm. versus someone saying you should eat salmon and this thing of whatever because I'm like well then why that almost you know? feels like it goes into some realm of diet culture yes like, that it's too. very triggering for me like yep if someone's telling me what I should and yeah and I think they're not giving you the information to make those decisions like inform decisions for yourself to empower yourself yeah so yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Ooh, I love all this I love this conversation <laughs> I think I, I asked yeah. you everything what is your own personal yoga practice? What does that look like these days? Uh, yeah, these days, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just re-entered the classroom. Mm. And so I am in the yoga studio less. Um, but for me, my personal practice at home is one that I try to accomplish in the morning. <laughs> try. Yes. It doesn't always. Like this morning, I was like... I had so many plans this morning. <laughs> None of them happened, <laughs> oh, right? No. But it was good. I got my car fixed, so that was, a, oh, you good. know, whatever. Oh, but good. it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And I was like, you forgot. I've just made about 10 plans for myself this morning and got one done. Um, but as it happened. So I have a personal practice where I typically will 
first thing after I feed my cats, go out on my mat and spend some time with myself, warm up. I usually do like kind of some um, like pressure points on my feet to wake up my body, do a little practice, um, get a little flow in. I love to read from, um, oh my God, what book is it? I don't know. Daily practices from the mat. I think that's what it is. And it's like a daily um, reading that usually connects to the sutras or the yamas or the niyamas. I usually read from my yoga book club. I do some journaling and then um, go about my day. I practice yoga at this point in time, like two to three times a week at one of the studios that I teach at. And then I'm also teaching about two to three times a week at that studio and then at my CrossFit gym. Cool. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. <laughs> that's nice. Nice way to start the day. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. And then the other big thing is um, I really enjoy this yoga book club because I think it's a way to like study yoga and then yeah. discuss it with other yogis. Um, that's very like reminiscent of YTT yeah. for me. So I have enjoyed like studying and learning more about yoga like through literature. I love that your yoga practice is yoga, the physical asana, but it's also pressure points and reading mm-hmm. and journaling. I think, I think that's that can easily get missed sometimes. Oh as yeah, part of the yoga practice. Oh so yeah, it sounds like a very well-rounded approach. <laughs> yeah. So where can we find you out in the world and online? Absolutely. So for Instagram, I'm at Mia Rose Yoga. Um, on Patreon, I actually release yoga classes geared for cycle syncing your mm-hmm. yoga practice to menstruation or to wow. your cycle and so that is called flow for your flow um, it's linked on my instagram bio so you can find it there super easily and my tiktok is also mia rose yoga i don't always post yoga stuff on there i did a bunch of hot dog taste testing this summer oh <laughs> i think i'm gonna to delete go it now that i'm going back to the middle school classroom and just stick to yoga but <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if hot dog taste testing is like what I need middle schoolers finding me on TikTok for. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Mia Rose Yoga, and I offer Flow for Your Flow. Cool. Well, and all the links that Mia mentioned will be in the show notes. So you're just one click away from connecting to Mia. Uh, Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yes, thank you. All right, thanks. Bye, yogis. Well, that episode was mind-blowing for me, and those little middle school kids are so lucky to have Mia to share her knowledge with them about the menstrual cycle. I felt so lucky to talk with Mia about the menstrual cycle. You know, the luteal phase, I had no idea how hard I was being on myself, uh, like, during certain parts of my cycle, having no awareness that, yeah, my body's probably a little weaker. Maybe I need to be softer to myself. So that's what I vow to do from now on is be in general softer and kinder to myself, but also acknowledge that that luteal phase when I feel weaker and I'm like, why do I feel weak? Well, I'm probably in that luteal phase and I need to just honor that and do less and um, just enjoy doing less uh, and knowing that, you know, this too shall pass. Also, period underwear. I need to explore that. I love the idea of period uh, underwear as yoga pants she was talking about. That's wild to me. Uh, And I'm going to revisit that menstrual cup 
because I had one before, not my favorite, but I don't think it was the right size for me looking back. So I'm going to explore that with the period underwear. And it is, I'm sure it is way more cost effective than me buying tampons every month. Also, those who are listening, I'm so curious, what did you get from this episode? What did you find interesting? And also out of genuine curiosity, um, does your work provide that menstrual leave that Mia was talking about? If so, let me know. I'm so curious what companies are doing this. I just think that is the coolest thing ever. feels very futuristic, very forward thinking. Uh, whoever is providing this menstrual leave. All right, until the next one, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to bringing a new episode out very soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you receive value from the show, please write us a five-star review and or you can text this episode to just one friend who you know will love yoga and podcast. We thank you so much in advance for the huge favor. Word of mouth helps support the show in reaching a greater audience and we could not grow without you. If you want to connect with us, our email is yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out y-o-g-a-a-n-d podcast at gmail. Please follow us on Instagram at yoga and podcast. We are now on TikTok. The handle is also yoga and podcast. When you follow us, we will follow you right back on both platforms. Music is by Mama Duke. Graphics, guest booking, and media by me, your host, Ashley Weber. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening.